SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomapete on SAFM. Brother Paul, good evening. Good evening, sir, and good evening to all your view, uh, listeners. Excellent. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. Let's have an honest, candid reflection so far as we head towards 7 December 2020. What is the dominant narrative? What is our take home as a review of municipalities in this country 20 years on? Well, that's a very big question and a very, very <clears throat> complex one in many ways. But in short, uh, the complex narrative that is really dominating uh, our minds and thoughts is just about uh, how can we get the local government back to uh, its winning ways uh, as it was initially envisioned? And winning ways here yeah, means serving the electorate uh, in a way that is able to provide basic services to everyone equitably and sustainably uh, without um, prejudice, without um, <coughs> bringing any. Uh, interference as far as uh, efficiency and effectiveness of such delivery is concerned. In relation to that, how then do we structure the conversation for 7 December 2020? What are the sub-themes in this commemoration? What is this webinar series all aimed at achieving? And more importantly, what does it or what should it mean for the ordinary South African who's under a municipal demarcation? Well, there are several things to consider. Firstly, to understand that, that the persistent challenges that the local government sphere has been experiencing are more likely uh, historical than uh, new creations, uh, in the sense that we inherited a system um, that was already beleaguered with challenges, especially as it relates to skilled development and special arrangements uh, that uh, disenfranchised some and made others uh, kind of more privileged to continue enjoying services almost uninterruptedly. And so if we do not understand that historical context, we may, we may miss the point. That's the first thing. The second thing we need to understand also and to remind ourselves that since the, the dawn of democracy, the sector has received a lot of uh, attention from government by setting up different legislative mechanisms that are meant to facilitate uh, the reverse of the historical inequalities but at the same time, <clears throat> improve the lot of majority, uh, being that it's the closest sphere of governance to uh, closest to citizens. However, after having done all those mechanisms and preparation on the ground to make these uh, realities a possibility, uh, in the wake of, of, of our democracy, we continue to entertain um, policy positions that... In effect, right now, as we look back, we see that they have actually created more more difficulties for many people uh, than their possibilities, meaning that there is still a deep quest among majority of our citizens that are still yet to enjoy the benefits of a democracy. If they cannot, for example, get running water right in their homes, they cannot get sustainable waste collection in their neighborhood, they don't have sufficient street lighting, to help them live in safety, and all those other things. And so the concept for them, um, for majority of citizens who are not able to enjoy these services consistently, sustainably, and efficiently, 
um, local government sphere has failed them. And that was the dominant uh, talk uh, in our webinar today. As various uh, uh, people shared their thoughts and views about what does local government mean to them 20 years later. And so the conversation around poor service delivery is still the dominant conversation. And so therefore the question is what else? What we do now, now that we know, is not that something is new. Um, we have had this before. Um, and we, 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 we seem not to be able to turn the corner around very quickly to be able to create a, um, an environment where ordinary citizens will appreciate the values and the truths of local government. And so in speaking about what we need to do now to start taking uh, a different direction to change the status quo uh, and, and to kind of pre- pre- create conditions that we can all participate in reversing uh, what we see now that makes us unhappy. And remember, uh, it is not just government alone. It has to a uh, whole, whole lot of us, the whole of society, in different perspectives and in different actions to be able to tackle this challenge. Because if we don't do it, nobody will do it for us. And so our webinar was uh, re-emphasizing the role that we all as citizens, irrespective of what we do in society, have a role to play in creating a local government that is citizen-centered, that is focused on service delivery, that is going to create opportunities for everyone to feel and and appreciate the democracy that we envisioned pre-1994. So what are those things that we need to do together? Firstly, we emphasized um, the, the need for ongoing um, citizen action towards demanding better and good governance at local government level. Mm-hmm. That is very important because if we don't do that as citizens, we are also contributing to the story of decay. And therefore, it means that as ordinary citizens, we might find opportunities that are closest to us um, to participate in pro- promoting good governance. For example, uh, we challenge ourselves to get involved in our wards, to get involved in our ward committees, participate in hearings that the municipal, uh, municipalities are presenting at the ward level concerning local development. Majority of citizens do not see these structures as useful because they see them as um, waste of their time. Uh, and partly you can understand where they're coming from. There have been long decades of poor service delivery, so there is a loss of faith and a disaffection. However, if we do not participate in those structures that are already created uh, by legislation, we are going to be contributing to the same story and nothing will change. And the other thing also is to participate in invented spaces where we create our own spaces as citizens, whether it's through structures like community policing forum or community uh, uh, housing committees, whatever the case may be, or structures that are led by citizens at the local level. If we do not create spaces to, to start creating such structures to demand better services, to be, demand accountability, again, we are contributing to the story of decay. So that's one part. The other part is to follow closely the development policies that are issued by municipalities concerning our own development. Uh, a majority of those who attended the webinars were of the view that uh, citizens, irrespective of their backgrounds, rarely do engage with documentation 
or policy conversations that do affect them that come from municipalities. Municipalities are constantly reviewing uh, positions, they're constantly updating documents that affect uh, the way service delivery is, is done. But whilst there is one challenge that was mentioned that sometimes accessibility to this documentation is a problem, but in the most available, if you citizens who are going to be proactive and ask for them and spend time to understand them. Uh, and also the other challenge, of course, is sometimes the language that is used in these documents. It is not easily understandable by majority of ordinary citizens because of their technicalities. Be that as may, there has to be a proactive action from ordinary citizens to want to know more about their municipalities, about how they function, how they interact with the, with the, with the policy positions, and where they are lacking, demand better public participation opportunities. And of course, there is always the, um, the notion around tokenism. You know, sometimes the public participation, whatever is referred to as public participation, isn't really public participation, is information sharing. So those things did come up in our webinar, and, and, and they need to be engaged so that um, there is a level of understanding and appreciation on both sides, on one side of local government's uh, leadership and on the other side of the citizens' leadership. They need to be, um, these things need to be addressed. The issue of accessibility to... Let me interrupt you there, Paul, because we are running out of time, and I think you've sort of laid down at least the basic context that we can engage on. It is 20 past. The listeners are rearing to go. I'm going to ask that those who want to participate in the conversation in relation to what this should mean on the 7th of December 2020, that we mark 20 years of local governance in this country. What are your take-home from this experience as a citizen? Dr. Paul Kiriwiki is Executive Director at Democracy Development Programme, speaking to us about, first of all, appreciating the fact that there is a past that we cannot do away from, urging citizenry engagement more readily, engagement even on policy aspects, and getting government to be held accountable, precisely how we do that outside the vote. Perhaps you as citizens at home might want to participate. But essentially, the question has got to be, when all else is said, when all else is done, why are we not getting better than why, what we are currently getting? And whose fault is that or where does the buck stop? Does it stop with the local government, provincial government, national government, or with ourselves as citizens? What would you hope in the next 20 years of local government in South Africa, Herald, after this very short break, we go to Cape Town. Younger is fastest out of the starting blocks. And I would hope Younger is not the only person who can then participate and engage Paul on his thoughts as we look to marking 20 years of local government in this country. After the break, Younger very quickly. Back. We are live. We are on air in Cape Town. Younger. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Putsangas. How are you? Well, sir. How are you? Yes. No, um, I just want to comment on this issue of, of um, the state of our municipalities. Um, I, I, I have a, a solution. Um, I don't know. Um, yo, 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 I, I, I want to, 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 to find out from your guest that um, is it going to work. 
because um the current system i mean um obviously it doesn't work um politicians have, have, have mastered you know them the art of, of looting our municipalities now here here's the solution um the revenue that is collected from 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 residents um i think we need to to, to create um what you call um municipal um trust you know um all the money that is collected we put it into a trust and and and, and we have trustees you know so that um we can we can end all 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 these loopholes because with the current um um system like I said um they've mastered um the art of 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 cheating it um and listening on it already. fantastic and just as you make a point to respond to our guest I mean talking about cheating talking about the systems just even the financial controls that are currently in place are clearly not working this is my proposal to you there paul because it has been lamented auditor general after the other no less than the late and may his soul rest in peace mr tembegile kimi makwetu saying that the regulatory environment in public finance management be it at municipal level or provincial or national is very weak that's why every year we know it's just a question of how much the billions upon billions of rands that are going to be spent fruitlessly or wastefully or irregularly how then do you dovetail this point to that of younger who's saying that we we, we clearly need more control in terms of how money is spent because people have learned to cheat the system and it's very true um i would agree with the caller uh, the, 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 the challenge of financial management at the local government level, especially the municipality level, um, is a source of concern, uh, and correctly so because of the increased levels of corruption and other forms of maladministration that shows that there is very little um, appetite to change the status quo and its great tolerance to um, towards corrupt activities. So one of the things that we, well, our webinar was recommending as far as that is concerned is, of course, to create an environment that attracts um, uh, great and highly technical staff that will come in um, and be able to stay at local government level, especially municipalities. One thing that um, that was mentioned is that there is a high level of attrition. Majority of them do not stay. There's an obvious uh, answer to that concern, isn't there? Yes, of course. And that's and politicians delving into the terrain and arena where they really do not belong. Exactly. And so it's not conducive for attracting and retaining professionals, number one. And then secondly, because of that, the existing idea of officials are not able to cope with the level of work that is um, uh, that is at that level in terms of managing uh, high levels of uh, revenues and high levels of funding. We have seen a lot of money being returned back to the national treasury because it was not spent. Already that tells you there is a challenge. And so because of inadequacy at human resource level, there is no way that we can believe there will be miracles to happen in that case. So we fix the human resource environment we fix the professional working environment. We also fix uh, our systems in terms of control so that we minimize appetite towards um, corruption and tolerance, especially uh, where it is it's being exposed, but there is nothing really taking place as far as consequence management is concerned. 
Let's take a couple of more callers. Anonymous in Durban, first up. Good evening, Anonymous. Good evening to you and good evening to your guest. And thank you for bringing your guest on the show, Sangezo. Mm -hmm. And um, I I hope and pray that the system gets changed as soon as possible because we all are having endless problems with the municipalities. um, You know, storm water is diverted, oil from, uh, you know, servicing of vehicles from the public is diverted onto the uh, uh, servitude line, and the servitude line is flowing all over the shore. There's no inspectors. There's no people we can talk to. We call the call center. They say this, the job is done when it's not done. They fill in job cards, and the work is not done. They tell us in two weeks, 14 days, they'll come and attend to the problem. It's gone two months. The problem doesn't get attended to. And we get reference numbers. We get everything. The call center will give you everything. But the work doesn't get done by the roads department. And then the roads department sends an email to the call center and says the job has been done, which is not true. We're having too much lies and uh, too much in, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, in no services whatsoever. No services whatsoever. We pay rates. We pay everything. Every month we pay without fail. It can be two days late or three days late. It doesn't matter, but it, the fact of the matter is it paid. Right. But we don't get services. Most of the people are crying, our towns are filthy, our towns are dirty, our streets are dirty, the road departments are not cleaning the verges of the drain, and we've got no pavements on both sides, and children are, have to walk on the road. And I've been saying this for years, but it's gone 26 years. And for 40 years, my road hasn't been resurfaced and tarred. And all the water is diverting into my home, into my property, because the roads are in the wrong direction, because they, they, they built the roads according to how it was then. When is the house built now? They didn't change the system of the road. So they need to change the system drastically, and people need to tell us the truth. Fantastic. And we, as complainants, need to sign the job card that we are satisfied that the work is done, because we don't sign the job card. That's why these people are doing whatever they please. That's not a bad suggestion there, Paul. When a service is being rendered to the community, instead of relying on external people who might not have any affinity or attachment to the environment or to the municipal area where that particular work or service was rendered, which would be completely different, say, in the instance of the caller anonymous who is there, who knows what standards they are prepared to accept as the community against the specifications of the works, and they sign off the job card. I think in many respects it would dovetail with your suggestion that you need more citizens engaged in policy matters, in delivery matters, as well as in just keeping the officials in check. Could there be a better suggestion than the job card itself being passed off by the community? Well, that's a very brilliant idea um, because that's exactly what we are trying to uh, to inculcate and to promote through these webinars, that there, is, there has to be some way that as ordinary citizens we might find a way to get into the space where we can enhance our own level of holding uh, municipalities accountable beyond just waiting for a report um, that is going to be shared at some stage and we already probably can preempt what we're going to hear. So that kind of a citizen action is what we are really uh, asking, that if we all can be able to do that and find ways to really engage the municipalities at our level to be able to demand such kind of things. You know, we want to see the job cards. We want to see the contracts that were, were signed. We want to see the reports that were delivered concerning the job done that was done on a particular road in a particular community X. You know, and uh, by all means, as citizens, 
we are obliged to get that kind of information and then use that information to either hold them accountable or advocate for something else. You know, if something happened in a way that um, uh, services were not delivered satisfactory, then there are other avenues to, to, to use so that we can be able to hold them accountable. So I appreciate and I endorse that kind of citizen action that really takes um, matters in their own hands in the sense that you're able to demand uh, accountability. Fantastic. Let's leave it there. Thank you so much then, Dr. Paul Karawiki, Executive Director, Democracy Development Programme, giving us a reflection on the webinar series that has just taken place to commemorate 20 years of municipal elections. Uh, municipal elections. All oh, those are coming up, but we're talking about 20 years of the establishment of the democratic municipalities. One or two demarcations here and there, but generally 20 years of municipalities in this country. For the most part, if any of these calls are anything to go by, and some of the messages that I'm receiving now are anything to go by, the next 20 years cannot possibly get worse. Let me just read a couple of messages before we go to our next segment. Hi, Songhezo. The service protests are a reflection of the discontentment the citizens are projecting. It is unacceptable to say at this stage that you have inherited a skew system. Hiring incompetent persons, cater deployment, arrogance, extreme dishonesty is what has brought us where we are. Regime change is the solution because we are not listened to. Thank you very much. Isaac, if I recall, Isaac is based in East London. Abisongalo M. Tata is saying, well, the state of our local government is not pleasing whatsoever with mediocrity reigns supreme from top to bottom. Corruption and the malfeasance, maladministration of funds, fruitless, exorbitant and wasteful expenditure being reported each time the Auditor General releases a report on municipalities. I don't want to lie. For 20 years, local government has been failing to deliver services rendered or services due to the people. Services rendered to the people have been poor. Kevin from 17. Who else comes from 17? I think Kevin is the only one who lives there. What is 17? Please educate me. Nice one, Kevin. Good evening. That was a brilliant idea. Fire the community to sign off on the jobs being done brilliant. Kevin, just for reference purposes, S-O-N. G-E-Z-O is the name, not Z-O-N-K-E-S-O-O-O. Imagine, Zongeso. Maybe that's a nickname, who knows. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, ladies, for those who have participated in this conversation. We move on from local government and we go to early childhood development. 2032, after the break, Miss Laura Brooks.